everyone, this is Eric. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to, you could probably tell by the title, but we're talking about health and fitness and food, mostly food-related things. It could be triggering for some people. Um, so if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, uh, maybe don't tune into this episode and or start it and see how you feel, but just giving everyone a little heads up here. Hello and welcome back to What Is Life Dude, the podcast. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I am Eric. I'm Sarah. How you doing tonight? Me? Yeah, you. I'm, I'm, my stomach is very satisfied. We just got sushi and miso soup and it was everything that I had been wanting for many weeks. I'd been craving this very specific uh, roll, the tofu skin roll at our local Japanese restaurant. It's so good. They take a living tofu and they skin it mm-hmm. and then deep fry the skin and put it in a roll. Right. It is like very thin, deep fried tofu. Yeah, I, I've never had, I've never seen it on a menu till I moved here and went to that restaurant. It's got to be like marinated in something, right? Who knows? It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's currently 9.30 on Sunday night. Yep. So this episode's going to go up in what? Six and a half hours. Mm -hmm. A little bit last minute. We've been busy. We have been busy. We've been keeping very busy since Eric was laid off, (laughs) which we talked about a couple episodes back. And every episode since, probably. Have we? I don't know. We've been very busy trying to pack as much of our creative uh, projects into the time we have now. We've been driven. I've been enjoying it. It's been working. Very satisfying. We just released two new cover songs, Lover by Taylor Swift and Cover of Something by The Beatles. Yeah, it's hard that the song is named Something because when I tell people, I'm like, yeah, we did something by The Beatles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, which song? Yeah. <laughs> like, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we're super happy with those. Uh, we started recording, I think we talked about this last time, but we started recording something in December 2018. Yeah. It was like a year plus in the making. Yeah, it's really hard to, as much as you are passionate about something, I think sometimes it's just hard to have the energy for it when you are working a nine-to-five job. Yeah. Which you had been, and I consider YouTube my (laughs) nine-to-five. Right. Yeah. And we started working, that was weird how my voice did, we started, we started working on an original song, Mm -hmm. one of Sarah's mostly formed yeah. Original songs. Right. So I've been trying to, I've been studying a lot, been learning a little music theory, which I talked about. And I've also just been trying to listen to as much like modern electronic pop, popular music, just to kind of pick up on techniques that producers are using. And, and it's hard. I, I've only ever recorded acoustic music, me and a guitar. Yeah, this feels, it feels real good to finally start this. Yeah. You know, I'm almost done with. I'm slowly finishing my little EP of six songs. And once that's done, I'm really going to, I'm not going to do anything. You know, like I'm not going to do any of my music. Sure. I'm just going to focus Unless on. Unless you feel moved to, you know. Yeah. If it grips you. But I want to focus on cute threat stuff. Yeah. I just feel, I'm just excited. I feel like this is, mm-hmm. I feel like our future is in it you know yeah it truly feels like the culmination of my entire life like all of my creative dreams my entire life because I feel like I have I don't know I kind of have a need for a partner in projects like these because I'm an ultra perfectionist and it takes me a lot to even get started because I think sometimes I psych myself out and so it's nice to have you who well you have a lot more experience than I do in making music and like recording it and producing yeah, it. Yeah, and, and just making it, you know. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, and so he's, you are just willing to kind of dive in and figure it out as we go. Right. So it's, it's been good. Yeah, and the interesting thing, we'll definitely do another episode once we've been working on original music for a few weeks, I'd say. We'll probably do another episode. Well, because last week's was about what it's like to create with each other as a couple. Yeah. But that was... With, like, covers and stuff. I barely remember recording that episode. I know, yeah. It's like we did it in this haze. Literally, 
20 minutes after you finish an episode, I forget everything, <laughs> everything we talked about. Right. But yeah, that whole episode was about what it's like to create music together, right? Yeah. And we should definitely do another episode mm-hmm. once we're, once we figure out what our creative process with original stuff is going to be like. Yeah. And just how the division of labor looks. Yeah. We might, oh, we might apply, not apply, submit an entry for the tiny desk thing. Oh, yeah. Tiny yeah. desk. Yeah, I really want to do that. Um, I think the deadline is March 30th, I think. We'll see if we can scrape something together in time. <laughs> All we have to do is record a live video in front mm-hmm. of a desk of one of our original songs. Right. And uh, we'll be on the big screen, baby. <laughs> that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sweet. Uh, what else is going in our going on in our lives? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Truly nothing. Right? Well, we One of our friends came over today and barbecued. Mm-hmm. I, I can't drink. I can't drink anymore. Me neither. I had two beers in the middle of the day, and it literally like wiped me out for the rest of the day. Right. Why am I an old man? Well, after after Eric's friend left, it's funny because sometimes I'm I feel like I'm talking about you in third person. Sometimes I'm talking to <laughs> you. I don't know. Um, so after our friend left, we like collapsed on the couch. We were watching like random YouTube videos. I went through like a YouTube videos about cat binge, cats binge. So um, I'm going through a cat loving phase. <laughs> doing Haven't lots of research about that? different breeds. Haven't you been in a cat loving phase My for entire life. your entire life? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But it's, it's a, there's a resurgence of it right now <laughs> in my soul. Yeah. There's this YouTube channel called June's Jun, June's Kitchen. And it's, it's a cooking channel. This guy in Japan in a very aesthetically pleasing kitchen, oh, yeah. makes these really creative, visually appealing uh, foods, desserts. And he has three cats, and they intently watch him. They sit across the counter from him and just watch what he's doing. He lets them sniff everything. They're very adorable. He always have, has like scenic introductory footage of him in a bike, uh, riding a bike, and one of his cats is perched in the basket <laughs> and it the whole thing is shot and it's just it's so pleasing to yeah, look at it's such a production it's and there's like calming music i was like basically napping <laughs> on top of sarah yeah he's drunkenly napping i'm just obsessing i over wasn't cats. drunk all right <laughs> okay i wasn't drunk all right wow that's my trump impersonation mm-hmm. did you get that i did you did i i did so it was pretty good sure and i don't think i've ever heard him say the word drunk <laughs> but out of all the things he says, I've never heard him say the word drunk. No. Said a lot of other shit though. So today's topic. This okay, I, I, I said to Sarah that we should talk about this uh earlier this week. And then we sat down just now to start recording and I couldn't remember any of the things I wanted to talk about. So hopefully they'll come back as we uh, get yeah. into it. We'll figure it out. But we've been talking a lot about health and fitness and food. Sure, and finding a balance. Right. And it's it's particularly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like relevant to us lately because we've been so deep into all of our, our creative pursuits. And sometimes, you, you know, you, it's hard to balance everything. It's hard to right. be super productive in one area and also have the time to go grocery shopping and plan meals and I not drink know. monster. Yeah, we. I was gonna actually, I was gonna say it. And I forgot because my brain is moving at a thousand miles per hour. Is it? Mine's doing the opposite. <sighs> yeah, I feel very, very worried right now. In, that's good. <laughs> I think I feel like I'm like stuttering a little bit. Hopefully, we'll strike a balance in the middle. I'm very caffeinated. Are, currently? Yeah. From what? I had, a, I had a white monster this morning before the gym. And then I had, op- I had opened up another energy drink uh, yesterday and I finished it. But it's fine. Mo- moving on. Anyway, <laughs> what, was, what was the thought I, I was... I don't know. I was saying it's hard to balance things. You know, sometimes... Like when we're being creative and... Yeah, like everything is, is, happens in seasons, I feel. And that's fairly normal. And that's why I'm not beating myself up too much about it. But sometimes... Uh, you know, you can't, you can't be perfect at everything. And so I'm really satisfied with the work we've been getting done, like mm. the music. I've been really on top of YouTube videos. I've been uploading more frequently and feeling more inspired there. And 
And uh, I don't know, it's funny. I just have cared less about the meal prep thing. And we've been doing a lot of lazy meals, I feel. Well, I think something that sparked this topic in my head, <clears throat> and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get into this at all, like 0%, but it's just what sparked it is like just looking at like the YouTube videos you make that I'm in and mm-hmm. what people say about what we're eating. Oh, yeah. There's, and again, I... Well, tell that story then. Which one? I feel like we're talking about this, we're thinking about the same thing, right? The taste test and... Oh, yeah, okay, right. So, Sarah and I did a video for her channel that was, again, this is not a podcast about being vegan, just a part of our lives. We did a video that was taste testing a lot of different frozen, microwavable, pre-made vegan meals, right? So we bought like two of each from five different brands and just heated them all heated them all up and tried them. And we got a comment, maybe more than one comment, that was basically can you describe better than well, I? We think, well, and I knew that we were gonna get these comments, but Eric was just remarking on like he was looking at the nutrition facts and remarking that a lot of them had quite a lot of sugar in them. So Right, there was like an orange chicken thing and it had like 40 grams of sugar. Mm-hmm. And I just remarked that. I was like, oh yeah, it's just it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I don't choose to eat stuff like that, right? I don't... Well, when you do, you do. Right. But it's not a staple. Right, and when I do, it's like cookies. Right. I just, I yeah, it's just one of those things about me. I'm like, well, if I'm going to be eating dinner, I'm not going to want something sugary. Right. It's like a weird neurotic yeah. thing. See, but and and it's it's bad that I'm calling it weird neurotic when really I'm just trying to be a little healthier. And then this kind of led into like I was I watched a Joe Rogan video of him on his podcast with someone and he was talking about how he gets fit shamed, right? Cuz like fat Rogan? Yeah. Cuz like fat shaming's a thing, right? Right. But apparently I never heard of this that fit shaming is also a thing sure. where people give him a hard time for like being healthy and muscular. And it's just so fascinating to me that, like, if you're shredded, you're wrong. If you're obese, you're wrong. Like, in someone's eyes, you're not doing the right thing ever. Right. I mean, that's true of everything, yeah. I think. Not just degrees of fitness or health. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so to to wrap up the story is, like, some people, and I said this off camera to you, too. Like, I'm like, people are going to be upset that you're talking about the macros because in the past I've made I feel like I'm trying to be helpful so that people can make informed decisions about the products they're buying and some people just don't take it that way they get like kind of triggered by it and I understand I understand both sides you know because I've I've had an eating disorder and it's very easy to get triggered by other people's what other people say and how other people look so I understand the need to be sensitive Um, but I wish people would you know, consider intention a little bit more and, and understand that you, you know, you were just kind of remarking on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I edited that video and I cut out the main portion of when I was talking about the sugar content. Right. Like I went on like a minor rant and I cut it out because mm-hmm. I knew you wouldn't want it in the video. Yeah. And alas, same, same result. Right. And see, that's why I'm kind of trying to make a transition as far as my... YouTube content goes. I want to just make videos about food that's like here's the thing, if you're like a lifestyle channel and you're sharing videos about what I eat in a day, like realistic days of eating, then you're kind of you're scrutinized more, right? It's a little bit more responsibility because people like viewers are impressionable and young and a lot of my, a majority of my viewers are women, and I feel like women are already so, like we've been so brainwashed from the beginning about how we should look and how, you know, how to eat in a ladylike manner. That, like, I understand. Like when you when your content revolves around that, then you know you have a responsibility. But you know, like binging with Babish, like Bon Appetit's. Um, Bon Appetit's (laughs) channel, YouTube channel, they just, you know, they make whatever recipes they want. 
and like no one's on there telling well maybe, i'm sure there's someone but it's you know what i mean it's not quite the same level of scrutiny it's like you can just accept that some like you don't go on to paula dean's youtube channel hypothetical youtube channel you're not complaining right. you know what you're expecting yeah right so you're not taken aback when she puts in 10 sticks of butter right, right? and let me know if you want me to edit this part out because I will. <laughs> but an- another thing is the vegan community is so specific hmm. the way they respond to things. And I think it's just like, I don't know. It's just yeah. a part of what makes a vegan person vegan. Like it's part of that personality. I have it, you have it. Like we care about things. Yeah. That's primarily that's why people are vegan sure either they care about their health or the environment or animals whatever they have this thing where they care and sometimes that is too much (laughs) or not too much it's just yeah right just like every someone is wrong all the time for one reason or the other whereas bon appetit they're just people they're just people commenting oh (laughs) haha cool video right right it's not like Hey, uh, Molly Boz from Bon Appetit, why are you using a plastic straw? Mm-hmm. Like, no one cares. I mean, I'm sure, th- yeah, there's always those people. But, you know, it's funny. They just uploaded a video. Oh, God, what were they making? They might have just been making tacos or something. Mm. With that, I think his name is Rick. The guy with the painted, the blue nails. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he's wearing a poncho. And, like, all of the comments were about how they just love they just love him so much. And yeah. he's so fabulous and they love his poncho. And I'm like, oh, this is so heartwarming. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think it's just, I think it, yeah, I feel like the vegan community can be pretty incendiary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also just YouTube. Yeah. I, f- I don't get nearly as much trouble on Instagram. Instagram is a lot more supportive, I find. Right. And receptive. Yeah. It's like something about YouTube. People are just aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. But that kind of, that's just part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been making us think about what we're eating. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about kind of like our relationship to, to food. Sure. Now and in previous years. Lifetimes. Lifetimes. That's what I was going to say. And I was like, that doesn't make well, any sense. Well, my last lifetime, I was a corn farmer. I was a corn dog in my last <laughs> lifetime. Yeah. It was a very short one. Yeah. <laughs> my Whoa. soul left in the cooking process. Wow. So thankfully, I didn't feel being eaten okay. by that child at the fair. Okay. Well, this got weird. I'm going to dream about being a corn. I kind of hope I dream about being a corn dog tonight. Mm-hmm. That might be That might be rad. Right. Be sweet. So you start. <laughs> Me start? Um, okay. Well, I went to... So I started going to therapy. And on my first session, it was an intake session. So my therapist asked me all these questions about me to kind of just write down in my file, like, who who I am, kind of. So there were questions like, have you ever been suicidal? What kind of traumas have you... Just questions to know why I'm there kind of Mm. and one of the questions she asked was I don't remember how she phrased it but it was basically like have you ever had an eating disorder Mm. like do have you ever eaten too little or eaten too much you know right and I was like well kind of my whole life I've struggled with eating just a little too much mostly like I'm a night snacker right when you say too much though like what is your yardstick for that when a few minutes pass after I stop eating and I'm like, oh, I am too full. Okay. The too full feeling, sure. you know? Mm. And well, I wondered if you just meant something psychological or, or if you really meant like past your capacity. Past capacity, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, that's kind of a, I would say that's kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? That, that that happens in my family, sure. I'd say. Mm-hmm. I think my immediate family, we're all kind of like that. Um, and my therapist was like, oh, but, you know, you don't seem like unhealthy or mm-hmm. overweight or anything. Right. I'm like, yeah, it's because I work out. But, like, if I didn't kind of do that eating thing and I worked out how I work out now, I'd be, like, in really good shape, I think. 
you know. Right. I mean, by your standard. By, right, yeah. because your quote-unquote shape, you know. Right, it's all about me. I'm just judging myself. Right. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. here to say anyone else is in or not in shape. Sure. But, yeah, by my standards, judging myself, I would be in better shape for myself. Okay. Um, so that's, <clears throat> that. excuse me, that's something I've always kind of struggled with. And when I, when I feel the best is when I, like, eat something at night and I kind of just stop. I'm like, oh, that's good. But it's a comfort thing. Right. And I've always kind of been like that. But do you notice it when you're doing it? Sometimes. Is, it, is there, like, a loss of control or do you just, like, not, does it not register? Sometimes I'm just like, eh, whatever. Okay. I'll be fine. Well, I, I've, I think that I've, I've had a very rocky relationship with food, which I can get into more later. But on this point, um, <laughs> I've just totally blanked. What were you saying? I wasn't saying anything. Oh, oh I, you were <laughs> saying that sometimes you just, you notice that you're doing it, but you're like, oh, fine. Right. Yeah, I've noticed that when you're dealing with specific food habits, um, or like impulse control, you know, you can't really unlearn all that. Like habits don't change overnight is what I'm saying. And so sometimes if you can just accept like, yeah, I'm going to eat a whole sleeve of Oreos or something, but actually do it consciously and just like fully own it instead of saying like, oh, I'm going to stop now. Oh, I'm going to stop now. I'm going to stop, stop now. Yeah. Like if you're going to do it, just enjoy it. And it feels a lot less bad, you know? Right. And, like, it's it's so hard to explain the comfort thing, hmm. like, why it's comforting. I think a lot of people would relate to that. Yeah. But I don't know how to explain it that well. So, like, I'm just imagining after we're done recording this podcast and I'm done editing, uploading, and I go upstairs and we just, like, watch an episode of a show. For some... F- thinking about myself sitting on the couch watching a show... Sounds nice. But sitting on the couch and watching a show and snacking on something sounds great. You know? Yeah, you know, it's funny to me because thinking of myself sitting down and watching a show stresses me out. Does it? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Because I'm so obsessed with productivity. The thought of me, you know. Mm. That's another issue. <laughs> right, that's a different episode. Mm-hmm. Well, I... Mm. It's so, it's interesting. There's so many different thoughts on this. now. I feel like we're being more critical about it, thinking more critically about it now, relationships with food, because in the past, it was very, it was treated as very black or white, I think, you know, depending on the decade or and the current food trends, it was, something was always being demonized, whether it was sugar and everything was, you know, diabetic friendly or like the low fat craze, everything's mm-hmm. low fat and, you know. Now I feel like people are less like that. Oh, well, I mean, I feel like carbs are still being demonized. That's why keto is kind of surging in popularity, but... You know what's really held up over the course of time? What? Everything in moderation. Yes. That truly has stood the test of time. Sure. Because like you said, the fat, sugar. I was having this conversation with my dad. My dad loves Howard Stern. If you don't know who (laughs) Howard Stern is... What's our dem- what are our demographics? I don't know. Get, do young people know who Howard's like people our age? I think I, we've heard the name. I'm not that familiar with his work. Though. Well, he was he was a radio DJ in New York for decades. Um and he's known he's known for like interviewing people and kind of getting getting answers out of people that right. they don't usually give. And he's very raunchy he's very and brash. Yeah. Uh I think he's an asshole. My dad loves him. Sure. So, whatever. <laughs> but I was talking to my dad about it. My dad goes, well, Howard always says, you want to lose weight? Shut your fucking mouth. Stop putting the food in your fucking mouth. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, technically, but it goes so far beyond. Yeah, I hate that. I really do. And I get it, but that's hard. Like the reason I just said, Mm -hmm. because it's comforting to to put the food in your mouth. So yes, it's true and it's valid, but... It's well, is it even, you know, that's spoken by that's spoken from someone who I presume has been thin his entire life. Right. Has never dealt with any sort of health issue, hormonal imbalance. Like some people you're in a caloric deficit and right. your body just is not like and stress, Howard Stern sleep probably deprivation. Just, There's so many factors. So I hate to hear people reduce it to. Right. You know. 
Yeah, it's it's probably easy for him to say because he can just <laughs> be like, yeah, I don't need to eat right now. It's fine. Yeah, right. That's not, it's not that easy for probably most people. Yeah. So that's a little frustrating. Not the biggest fan of that. Yeah. But on a technical level, it is like calories, right? Mm. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> Going back to the topic of energy drinks. So I, I posted this on my Instagram a couple weeks back. I had, we were just walking through the mall and I saw on the window of a GNC, <laughs> a supplement store. Just, I think we talked about this in a past episode, a display of um, energy drinks by this brand that I like. I have their, some of their pre-workout powder um, and one of their other supplements too. But I saw that and I was drawn in, not intending to buy anything, but they had very enticing flavors. So I ended up leaving with 12 of these drinks and um, I love them. I don't, I, I've never dealt with caffeine addiction. I've just always drunk coffee because I love the taste. So I usually drink decaf and I love the taste of energy drinks. I don't know why I can't explain it. They're good. Right. But I, I started drinking them because of the flavor, not, not for the energy. <laughs> um, I swear. Right. Yeah. Just one more energy drink. Right. So I posted about, I, I posted uh, one of my favorite flavors, a picture of the can on my Instagram stories. And I wrote, oh, this is my vice or something like that you know, my guilty pleasure and then i immediately was like oh is this is, is it bad to be calling a specific type of food a vice because like now and i feel like especially with the community i'm in there are a lot of people who are super militant about what's healthy and what's not but there are people who are equally as militant about not labeling foods as good or bad so yeah. it's like, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I don't want to contribute to this narrative that like foods are, you should be guilty about eating any foods. But I mean, it's undeniable that, you know, <laughs> right, that uh, an energy drink is not. Caffeine's not good for you. I mean, I think caffeine can be good for you in, in specific doses. But the energy drink, there's like really no real f food in there. No. It's just a, what is it really? <laughs> Well, There's some B vitamins. Right. Mm. Well, and that's the thing. Like, if you have to ask the question, you know the answer. Right. But it, it makes me happy to have something to look forward to. It's like the cookie. Yeah. The cookies. We're, we're going to make each, each of us is going to make one. Not each of us is. Each of us is not going to make one cookie. One of us is going to make two cookies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sarah, we've talked about this. Sarah and I eat. <laughs> most nights we eat one chocolate chip cookie each. Yeah. When I, when I said each of us is going to make a chocolate chip cookie, I just pictured us each taking one ball of cookie dough out separately, putting it on our own individual tiny baking tray. Not speaking. Yeah. It's side by side, sliding it into the oven. No eye contact. <laughs> but... It's hard, and so, like, I want to preface everything, I'm, everything I've said so far and everything I will say, I'm just going to direct it towards, I'm going to base it off my experience yeah. about me, not about anyone else, and how I feel about myself. Yeah. But it's, so it's hard, right? Because I know things are bad, but, but I'm very good at, it, at making excuses in the moment. Well, well, you know, like, I'm going to the gym tomorrow, so, like, it's fine if mm. I eat a little too much of this thing. I, whatever it is, I don't know. But like things are just, some things are just are just bad for you. And it goes back to the fit and fat shaming thing. Like I understand both sides. Like I understand, like I, I feel better. I feel better physically when I'm a, at a lower weight and I feel like I look better. Personal opinion about myself. But at the same time, I feel better emotionally if I'm just like eating whatever I want and not thinking about it. So it is, a, well, then, and then you blow that up to all of society and yeah. all of media. And it is damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. Right. So people could be like, oh, um, I don't know, Lizzo. Like, oh, she's so body positive. And other people are like, oh, you're unhealthy. Lose weight. Right. Right. And then people are like, oh, Joe Rogan, you look so good because you're healthy and you're, mus you're muscly. Mm -hmm. And other people are like, oh, well, he's so strict and why, just let yourself eat whatever you want. Just be happier. Yeah. Right. It's like no matter what you are, you're someone's going to have 
a negative right. opinion about you. But I just don't think that matters. I mean, it, it obviously affects us because we're affected by the things people say and believe about us. But I think the most important thing is to just not impose what works for you on other people because you can't know their experience. And I, I think if there's anything I've learned, especially since my experience with ayahuasca, mm. like there's just no objective truth. What's true for me might not be true for you. And, and I can observe so many instances in which that's the case. Right. So it's like, you know, what's right and wrong for me, a, a small female who has dealt with, you know, multiple eating disorders and body dysmorphia for years, like what's right for me is not going to be the same as what's right for you. And I feel that sometimes when we feel like we have to comment on what's right or wrong for other people, it's because we're insecure about like we feel like both things can't be true at the same time and yeah. we have to just like defend that we're correct but we don't you know you know it's incredible about that mm. and when i say incredible i mean incredibly strange but. so take like jamila jamil mm. for example yeah if you don't know her she's an actor on the good place um and she's like a super activist um, especially when it comes to like body positivity and whatnot. And something she talks about is like not shaming and, and doing that, like not telling people like, oh, I think my body looks weird. Like just accept your body for what it is yeah. and whatnot. And like, don't think so hard about what you eat. Just like be happy and mm. love yourself. Right. But even that doesn't work for everyone. That doesn't work for me. Which part? The loving yourself and just accepting, like, be, like being po like I'm not body positive about my body right now. Right. Like I want to, I want to weigh eight pounds less. Like I just know that, and I've because I've been through it before, right. and it's not right for everyone. And even saying everyone should just love and accept themselves isn't right for everyone because some people like well, me like to be more regimented and sure, but but. Okay, devil's advocate here. Sure. The fact that you get so fired up about this, like, I don't know. There might, I, I just think it's so hard. This is an entirely separate, deeper conversation too. We don't know what has been implanted in us by society, by the media. Like, do you know, like, is there something fundamental about you weighing eight fewer pounds? Or is it just because eight fewer pounds makes you look like, you know, more like a model. Right. Do you know what I mean? We just yeah. don't know. Yeah. It's impossible. It's just important to get as deep into the, that truth as possible, I think. And only you can know, obviously. Right. And it, I think that truth evolves mm -hmm. over your lifetime. You yeah. Know? Um, I think what it comes down to for me, if I see a man that looks like how I look right now mm. and be like, all right, cool. And if I see a man who looks like how I know I look when I'm a few pounds lighter, mm. I'll be like, oh, I like that person. That man's body is more attractive to me, which makes me want to have it. Sure. But are you also, and maybe you're not like fully, uh, this isn't happening like probably your conscious awareness, mm -hmm. but, and and I think this is kind of what, James Corden was talking about. I was just thinking about James Corden. Right. Is that we attribute certain personality traits, like unfavorable personality traits on people who are heavier and more favorable personality traits on people who are thinner. Inter Did he give examples? Because I don't remember that. No, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. But I think, I don't think he said that specifically, but he did say like, as um, an overweight person, or I don't even know if the word overweight is, I feel like people are claiming the word fat. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How, saying like fat isn't bad. So yeah. I don't want to offend anyone, but no. like he's saying like as a fat person, I know when people are like judging me for the way I look and yeah. being I'm being discriminated against because yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Because we're just programmed. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, if if you haven't heard about it, if you have any interest in, more interest in this topic, there was a whole 
controversial dispute between James Corden and Bill Maher. Because well, Bill Maher's whole thing is like just, just healthy is healthy and it's great to love yourself. But um, if it's healthier to be one way over the other way, that's Bill Maher's whole mm-hmm. thing. So him and James Corden kind of on their respective shows like fired what fired shots yeah what do the kids say shots were fired shots fired yeah Yeah. so they went a little back and forth on this topic which is what we're talking about right but yeah the claiming thing happens kind of everywhere Mm -hmm. now yeah which i get yeah right (laughs) are you thinking of anything specific no i'm just thinking of where to where to go next. I mean, there's so many places, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I'm also... infinitely many places. And I'm also trying to not sound like a dickhead. You're like, I also really just want to stop recording and eat cookies. And eat pasta. <laughs> I want to eat more pasta, truly. Oh, yeah. Pasta's, pasta's my vice. Right. Yeah. Your vice. So, yeah. uh, here, here's... We may have talked about this on the ayahuasca like follow-up episode, but I had been doing that ayahuasca diet leading up to my trip to Costa Rica, which is very strict. It's supposed to just kind of clear you out so that the medicine can work more, uh, not effectively necessarily, but uh, more direct, more directly. It doesn't have to, you know, purge negative things out of your body before it goes for the emotional stuff. Um, So I was doing that really strictly, and it was very challenging because I like food a lot. (laughs) Um, it's something I'm actually like passionate about, I would say. Like some people just don't really care about food, but I really like, I love going to restaurants. I love interesting recipes and trying new things and also understanding like the history behind dishes, I think, and different modes of preparation. But after like a couple of my ceremonies, I like, (laughs) I, I think I called you or I texted you like, as soon as I get back, let's go get a corn dog. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I, I don't want to just buy a box of Morningstar vegan corn dogs. I want to go to a restaurant, a vegan restaurant, and get a corn dog. It was just what I was craving. And I stopped uh, maintaining that really strict diet for the rest of my trip because I had it had basically been channeled to me that my specific journey, like what I needed to learn was to just just to let go a little bit because I feel like even though so I had I had eating disorder for years in college and then I didn't technically have an eating disorder like I didn't meet diagnostic criteria for years after but I still really struggled with my relationship with food it's funny actually the reason I started I got involved in vegan YouTube I don't think I've ever told this story maybe not even to you is that I was, <laughs> I, w- I didn't have any eating disorder at this time. This was a little afterwards. But one day I was just Googling how to lose weight or um, mm-hmm. YouTubing how to lose weight. And I was like, should I do this military diet, which I think is like, or like master cleanse or something, Okay. which is like apple cider vinegar and honey and water. You Instead just drink that. <laughs> yeah. So I was like pretty desperate to be thin. Yeah. Um, and I came across this video by Freely the Banana Girl, who was very popular in the vegan community at the time. She was like one of the main voices. Um, and she was talking about how a thigh gap, you're f- familiar with the thigh gap thing? I am, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just basically having, like being able to have your feet together and your thighs don't touch. So I was obsessed with getting a thigh gap because I just, I hated my body. So... Um, this video like came up by Freely the Banana Girl. Eric's like checking to see if yeah, my calves touch. It's like it's a woman thing though. I think because women's hips are diff are wider, so the angles. Anyway, her point, which is not a valid point, is that like evolutionarily speaking, like it it wouldn't be advantageous for us to have thighs that chafe together. So like (laughs) basically, she was saying that it's. That if you don't have a thigh gap, you're too heavy. So I was like, oh my god, blah, blah. So I just think it's so fucked that like that's how I discovered vegan YouTube. And I like really believed it. 
like <laughs> I was just brainwashed. And so I don't know, that was like my relationship with my body and with food for so many years. And then every time I would eat something quote unquote bad, I just couldn't enjoy it because I felt like I should be like throwing it up or something. So, so it's like just the thinking about the number of like delicious meals that I was privileged enough to have that I didn't enjoy is sad, frankly. So it's like very much in like ayahuasca, like kind of showed me like for you, it's appropriate to like enjoy these things. What's fucked up about that to me is I, it, it's scientifically and objectively true to th- that it's healthier to be one way versus another way, right? Mm. So, but it gets so skewed and so fucked by stuff like that, right? Like if we're talking about men here, right? Because men and women, our bodies are so different. But it's objectively healthier for a man to be at 15% body fat than 30% body fat. That's just the truth, right? But well, it, I feel like... But, I but, feel like that's even being disputed now, but... Mm-mm. I mean, ha- like, how, right? That's, like, there are complications and diseases that come from being heavier. That's just the truth, right? So, but it it gets so skewed and it gets so weird and people, this is why people get so disillusioned because instead of being like, yeah, okay, 20, 20% body fat for a man is like totally healthy, right? That's like what I am, right? Totally fine. But it gets skewed to the point where it's like, you think you need to be like 6% body fat, which is like having a six pack, like Zac Efron when he takes his shirt off, right? It's like, th- it gets skewed to the point where you think that's healthy. And if you're 15% body fat, you're fat, <laughs> you mm, know? I don't, I feel it, like it, that's... Well, maybe not for spe- men. It's worse for like women. I feel like specific. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's just an example. Right. And it's weird for women now, too, because you're supposed to be thin, but also have an ass. Like, right. Like, a huge ass. Taylor Swift said and this. And boobs. Yeah. And Miss Americana. Yeah. It's whatever. She's like, she's like, that's not how it works. Either you're skinny and you have no ass, or you put on a little more weight and you have an ass, but people think, people say you're fat. Like, there's no way to fucking win. <laughs> and it's all society's fault, yeah. right? <sighs> yeah. He's so, getting hated, people. So, uh, so something I wrote down while you were telling that story was one of your most recent videos is the tiramisu you made mm-hmm. for Valentine's Day, yeah. which, aside, <laughs> was the best dessert you've ever made. Yeah, it was favorite. so goddamn good. So. When you scrolled all the way to the bottom of that, someone posted, you know, Sarah gets anti-vegan comments constantly because that's what happens when you, um, you know, have any kind of <laughs> stance on anything. Sure. Right? If someone it's else- a minority stance. It's sometimes hard to remember that when you're on mm-hmm. the internet. Right, right. When you have like 225,000 people who are also vegan yeah. watching your videos. So, but someone... Someone said how disgusting it was that we made this unnatural, <laughs> this unnatural tiramisu, and it was just so it was so disturbing to them because they kept they said the word unnatural, right? Right. I get comments like that quite often about, you know, anytime I have a product that's an analog for a, a real animal product, like right. fake meat, fake you know ice cream, whatever. People are some non-vegans are very disturbed by that because it's like oh clearly you're craving the real thing why don't you just have the real thing but i don't know in this case it didn't really make sense because what we used in place of the dairy was cashew cream and coconut cream which are pretty close to unprocessed right so what enraged (laughs) me is thinking about the ingredients that go into like a real tiramisu Hmm. which is all kinds of but it's uh, ma- hold on. mascarpone. Mascarpone, right? Not mascarpone, people. So we watched a tiramisu <laughs> video and someone said mascarpone and Sarah lost her mind. No, everyone says mascarpone. Right. It. I don't know. Mascarpone. It doesn't matter. It really right. doesn't matter. I just. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and I love you for <laughs> I it. I get indignant. Yeah. But I would never correct someone in person. 
I might. I just judge them forever, you know? Right. <laughs> I would, just to make you happy, be like, <laughs> no, it it's actually make me happy. mascarpone. <laughs> and they'll be like, you're not Italian, you're a Jew. <laughs> right. Um, but all the ingredients are, it's, it's a lot of dairy, right? Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's just, I'm just elaborating on your point because this is the point I was going to make. It's just fascinating to think people think that, and and it's because of society, and I understand that like when you eat something for your entire life, it seems more natural. Mm. But to think like, like you said, ca- it's like co- coconut and cashews. It's just like stripped from a plant and then like- <laughs> Pureed. Right, and then like thrown into a blender. And you think that's less natural than breeding- animals getting impregnating them <laughs> taking their milk you taking it for yourself processing it in a hundred different ways and then putting it in a dish and like we're we're bred as a society to find that more natural than just taking a cashew and like roasting it and then putting <laughs> it in a blender somehow mm-hmm. that is fucking disturbing to people and it's just it's fascinating and it's amusing yeah and i'm it yeah well, it yeah, blows my mind two points two points the first is people are so disturbed when you know you'll joke like oh female breast milk like oh i mm-hmm. put i put my breast milk in your coffee and it's like they're so grossed out by it yeah wasn't that like in an episode of friends or something i don't know yeah there's an episode <laughs> of friends where everyone was tasting the breast milk yeah and all the three men were like, that's disgusting. Yeah, it's and when like you contextualize for it, humans. Right. Yeah. When you contextualize it, everyone drinks milk, which is breast milk just made for a different animal, yeah. which is absolutely grosser in my opinion. And it is I, pasteurized. <laughs> so. and, and I just want to say like, I'm not saying that guy's comment was so fascinating because I think, oh, Yusuf, what a fucking idiot. I think it's fascinating that our society just w- this that's just what we think and i get it sure right but i think his comment was his or her whatever I'm, I'm actually not sure right i think this kind of goes back to the earlier point which is that sometimes people just feel the need to complain to to mm, reaffirm their sense of self like their sense of rightness because I don't, it's very threatening. I think all of us go through that every single day. Like when our beliefs are challenged, it makes us indignant. It makes sense. Um, So clearly this person was not a subscriber because they didn't like vegans. And I presume that um, they just search for vegan content and leave similar comments on all of the videos, which is a little sad, but it just, it happens. (laughs) Yeah. Constantly. Those are all my hate comments, pretty much. Though what I have noticed is that when you get those comments, by the time I read them, mm. we, like your supporters have already flocked and like latched onto the comment, just saying like, "Just leave, man. <laughs> just stop. Like, yeah. just leave us alone. Yeah, it's all I good." I don't answer those anymore because I just know they're not really. If someone wanted to have a genuine debate on the topic, I'd be happy they would. to. Yeah. converse with them but and in other places they do yeah like i go on vegan reddit people are like hey, hey non-vegan here just uh oh i have a question about this yeah explain great yeah just be i mean people joke that the golden rule of life is don't be an asshole <laughs> and it's true it really is. all you have to do is not be an asshole mm. but the problem with that is that so many people are assholes right ourselves included sometimes yeah of course right i mean yeah yeah. <laughs> we we are not exempt. Right. I, I I understand that sometimes it's hard to not be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel? About what? The conversation. It's interesting. It's stimulating. Yeah. I, I I'm getting that feeling where I was like, I don't want to be controversial, I don't want to say anything controversial. Mm-hmm. And in the last fifty minutes I have. Sure. <laughs> I would agree with you. You'd agree that I was maybe mildly controversial? Well, yeah, at, po- at points. Okay. I mean, anything can be controversial. And in... But it's fine. In this it's day and opinion. age... It's your opinion. Everything is controversial. Yeah. But is there anything else that comes to mind? Hmm. I don't know. It's interesting because 
I, I've been through so much with this and I'm sure I'll continue to. Like, I'm sure you're not just cured of it forever. You like, I don't know, as your body changes, your relationship with food is bound to change too. Yeah. As your metabolism changes. So I don't know, but I am very proud that I'm at this point where I can just eat the things that I want. And I, I, I feel like the more restrictive I was, the more I was obsessed with food, which is interesting. Like mm-hmm. the more I wanted to be in control of my eating decisions, my food choices, the less I could be. So it was like, and I've heard that this is a phenomenon that occurs when people are starved, is that for some time afterwards, they have to eat, you know, twice as much as their actual um, metabolism would usually require at that that body mass, mm-hmm. whatever. BMR. Yeah. So you have, that's why if you're anorexic, when you go into recovery, you ha- you eat a lot. Interesting. Because the body just needs extra to repair itself. And so I feel like I kind of went through that phase where I, as once I stopped, you know, restricting and like throwing up all the time, I just was, obs- I was obsessed with food. Like I would wake up and just think like, what am I going to eat? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. And like any free moment I had when I was at home, I was like in the fridge. I was looking at, through cabinets, like going to the grocery store. And I just couldn't, like I couldn't control myself. And then I was like guilty. But it's almost like as soon as I was tired of trying to restrict and just kind of let myself do whatever, I don't have those issues quite as much anymore. Yeah. Like when you kind of just let go and stop right. worrying about it i thought you were going to say something else because mm. i've always heard stories of holocaust survivors like yeah. after they were let out of the camps where they would just like flock to food mm-hmm. and just eat as much as they could and a lot of them died because their stomachs i don't want to say exploded because i have no idea right. if that's scientifically correct but essentially exploded yeah because they shrunk so much i thought you're going to say something like that I just got weirdly emotional talking about that. About the Holocaust? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Happens sometimes. Right. Mm. Yeah. That happens too. But it it is true that once you're starved, it takes a long time to... Right. For your... Stephanie Buttermore talks. She's a fitness influencer, Stephanie Buttermore. She was a bikini competitor, so she was very, very low body fat percentage, working out a lot, and... Uh, from what I've heard, the bikini competition industry, like bodybuilding bikini competitions are, you have to always as a woman and as a man, I guess, get to such a low body fat percentage to be competitive that like a lot of women will lose their periods. I'm not sure if she did, but she was very, very thin. And because she was, um, she like rose to prominence in the fitness industry and on fitness YouTube by doing these cheat days she'd eat like 10,000 calories a day she'd eat you know a, a dozen donuts in a sitting mm. and I, I feel like people especially online have this fascination with seeing people be thin and beautiful and eat a fuck ton of food and that's why like mukbangs are so popular they just like we these, want yeah we want to believe that we can eat whatever we want and how much however much of it we want Right. And still be sexy. Yeah. Right. Right. So I feel like that's why there's all these like tiny little petite Asian women like who are so popular in the mukbang scene. That's where it originated, right? Korea. And um, they just eat like massive amounts of food and people will just watch them. Some of them are, they don't even talk, some of them. Right. So it's, it's just interesting. So Stephanie Buttermore got popular that way. And this year, or last year, middle of last year maybe, she went, quote, unquote, all in, which is that she was like, I'm tired of dieting. I'm trying, I'm tired of having cheat days to try to offset my intense hunger, extreme hunger. I'm just going to eat until I'm full every, like full and totally satisfied every single day. I don't care if I gain weight. I think my body just needs to even back out. And I think that's been, that's proven true for her. She gained, I think, like 30, 40 pounds. Maybe? And you've shown me photos and I'm like, she looks absolutely normal right yeah but i guess it's because she started at such a unusually low weight right but more importantly her extreme hunger has totally evened out and she said like this is the first time in years that i've been able to 
just eat a normal quote normal unquote for me right. amount of, right. of food yeah so can i ask you a question about the mukbangs mm-hmm. and not stephanie buttermore because i know her cheat days were like few and far between right wasn't something she did like sometimes i don't know okay so this used to come up with like man versus food sure adam richmond remember that show no Really, it was a Food Network show. Was he like doing... He would go to restaurants and they would have like challenges. Sometimes it would be like really spicy wings or like a huge cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. I don't think I ever watched that. Um, you would love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like these people who do that for a living though, honest question. Like, do you think they're throwing up? Like people who are really skinny? I couldn't say. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. It's impossible to know. Yeah. Because like Matt's... We're working out a lot. Because like Matt Stoney is a competitive eater. Mm. He's like won the hot dog competition at some point. He's a very, very small man. Yes. And he does competitive eating for a living. For a living? I. I, Oh, yeah. yeah, His YouTube channel is his main source of income. Yeah. It is fascinating. It's Yeah, it's hard to know. And, And I do know that the body adjusts. If you are eating, if you're gradually increasing your calories over a long period of time, it can just adjust, but I don't know to what extent that's possible. He probably just eats like a very normal amount Mm. on every other day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fascinating. (laughs) Should we positivity box? Sure. Me or you? I just think it's an, you just ended it on such an interesting note. What? Like, oh, Matt Stoney, throwing up hot dogs. Moving on. (laughs) Can we re- Hey, uh, Jamie, rewind the tape. Jamie, pull that up. Should I be Joe Rogan? Probably not. Should I start a Joe Rogan? Should Probably I start... Break up. What? what? I'm not going to look like Joe Rogan. Oh. I'm just going to interview people and ask them really honest questions. Honest questions? Yeah. And I'm going to say, Jamie, pull that up. All right. So, positive feedback, yes or no? Sure. Okay. I wanted you to put a, a neat little bow on the topic of the conversation about... I could put a neat little bow on it. Okay. Here's the bottom line. When it comes to health and food and fitness, to everyone listening, tell all your friends, post the shit on Facebook, take what I'm about to say, take what I'm about to say, make a little like mom meme out of it that's like kind of blurry and pixelated and post (laughs) it on Instagram and repost it. All right? Listen up. Kids, listen closely. Lean in. (laughs) I'm so uncomfortable. (laughs) Eat whatever you want, do whatever you want, look however you want, as long as it makes you okay, satisfied, happy, whatever. Yeah. Do whatever makes you feel good. <laughs> if you, if it feels good to say, you know what, this is how I want to, I want to have a six pack. Do it. Don't do it because someone else wants you to. If you want to eat whatever you want, but I don't care if I gain 30 pounds, great, do it. You don't have to be body positive. You don't have to be really strict on yourself. You can be whatever you want to be. Don't let anyone tell you anything else. That's what I say. That's what I say. Was that a good, neat little bow? Sure. That was very New Yorker of you. The lead-in was a little excessive, maybe. (laughs) I'll trim it in post. Don't. No, I won't. Absolutely not. But would you agree with that? Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good. I would would agree with that in a much more... um, I would say it in a much more uh, circuitous, uh, wordy, flowery, Tolkien-ish way. Oh, but, really? Uh, you you know. carry on for, uh, for 800 <laughs> fucking pages before you get to the point of the goddamn Hobbit? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> All right, positivity box? Wait, one more second. <laughs> what? I like that you said it was so New Yorker of me because I could have boiled it down to a thick New York accent. Do whatever the fuck you want, all right? That could have been it. Cannoli, though? Ooh, I love me a cannoli. Like, speaking of New York, cannoli, bagel? God, I love cannolis. <laughs> All right, positivity box. Hit I, me. You go first. Me go first. Um, oof, we, we've just been so productive. Mm-hmm. And it's been feeling good. Truth. And I feel positive about our lives right now. <laughs> I feel positive that I don't have this that job and that we're making music and we're thinking about where we're going to move. Maybe. In a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just, the, everything kind of feels positive right now. It's a new horizon. A new horizon. Sure. Yeah. I agree. 
Yeah, it, interesting. I haven't had crippling depression for a couple of weeks. That's cool. Does that count? <laughs> um, <laughs> what's that meme you love? Sex, oh, it's sex, like, sex is good. Oh, this is, yeah, that's a different one. Sex, I don't know. sex is good, but have you ever had crippling depression? <laughs> no, what I think you're confusing two of my favorite memes that okay. are cu- unrelated. Can you? No, the one that, the one you're thinking of is, yeah, sex is good, but have you ever been right all along? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the other meme is it's like one of those memes that's um like a gif but there's music with it okay <laughs> so it's like this bright neon background there's this kid wearing a blazer and and sunglasses like right. holding his lapel like mm, i'm cool and it's like yeah, you may be cool, but have you ever had a crippling depression? <laughs> right. Okay. And then, like, really small at the bottom, it's like, oh, you have. <laughs> sorry to sorry to mention it, or sorry to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I did. I smushed two of them together. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, we should have a memeativity box at the end. This is way more fun. What a favorite meme. One of my favorite memes <laughs> that I showed you, or no, you probably showed it to me because it's about it's quote unquote about me, but it's like. <laughs> It's like, it's like when you're desperate for attention and there are two pains, it's like a little stick figure and his head, like his face is poking out of water. Like Like he's he's drowning. Like he's drowning. And then the second pain is he's in like a really shallow pool and he's laying down just so his face is sticking out. So it makes everyone around him look like, make him, it makes him think that he's drowning. Yeah. He's literally sitting on the bottom of this like two foot. Just like, look at me, I'm drowning. Pay attention to me. You sent that to me before we had ever even met in person. Really? You sent it to me. I was like, beware. (laughs) This is what I'm like in real life. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a favorite meme. I don't know. What's a meme? Is is a meme anything that's... What's a meme? Right. Well, it's it's a good question. Is a meme anything that's a picture with funny text on it? Or is a meme only something that is repurposed for with different text do you know what i mean i think it could be so many things right like a meme could be like we can just say memes to each other Mm. like it doesn't have to be a picture with text or anything (laughs) you know like like i can say the words of a meme to you and it's a meme does that make sense sure (laughs) right (laughs) like i can say yeah sex is good but have you ever been right all along and it's a meme. And I would say, yes, I have. Because you are. I like both. Constantly. You like what? <laughs> I said I like both. Uh, they said I like bope. And I was like, I don't know what bope is. <laughs> uh, Got it. All wait, right. my favorite meme. I, I want to share my favorite meme. What's okay. my favorite meme? Guess. Ooh, wait, like this a is specific why, this meme? Is, this is why I was asking what qualifies as a meme. This is one that I have screenshotted. And sometimes I scroll back through my camera roll and it always gives me a chuckle. It's like... This is too too generalized. You got to tell <laughs> it's me. It's a square. Uh, it's a square meme. It's like a pic. It's like a Renaissance painting that's zoomed in on a man and a woman. <laughs> and they're like, presumably, we don't even know if they're in a bed, but it looks like they're about to smooch. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not now? yet. No. Okay, it's like a Renaissance painting. Looks okay. super dated. And the woman goes, uh, "Choke me." Right. <laughs> he's, he's, he go, the man goes, um, "Why do you like that?" And she goes, no, I just want to die. <laughs> yep. I know that uh, one. I yeah. feel bad laughing about it, but I feel like if anyone could laugh about it, it's me, like right. the person who has been suicidal. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think you absolutely have the right, right. Have the right to do that. Right. Um, and the video, I Can't Stop Watching, which really isn't a meme. Sa- I, I had seen it before, but Sarah recently reintroduced it to me. It's... Um, it's it's like five very short clips of dogs like just like patting Shiba's. their Yeah, they're all Shiba Inus and they're like just like plopping their feet back and forth next to each other, like kind of dancing. And they put can't 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 or don't 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 stop the beat. Can't 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 control my feet. And these little <laughs> dogs are just kind of prancing and it just loops and it's the cutest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Look it up. Look it up. The other day, it was like last week we were at the gym. I'm sitting on the hip abductor machine and I just remind, oh, the song was playing over the gym. Mm-hmm. Don't stop the beat. Yeah. I was like, oh, I remember this. So I Google or I YouTube searched Sheba can't don't stop the beat. And uh, it's the top 
search. So um, God, you know, look amazing. that up. <laughs> it's amazing. Yep. Uh, we tried to wrap this up 10 minutes ago, and I love that. Sorry. <laughs> we just talked about memes. Let's go have cookies. Was, let's go have a cookie. <laughs> and I made some made some fruit. You made some, <laughs> you are God. It is late. I am tired, all right? Um, this is the Garden of Eric. The Garden of Eric. Okay, before we go, as per usual. Bye. No. I'll meet you this, this is where Sarah stops talking. Okay, real quick, and I'll let y'all go. I'm going to let you finish, all right? Cute Threat. Two new romantic covers. Go check them out. Spotify, wherever you get your music. Cute Threat. That is us. Original music on the way. Follow us on Instagram at the Sarah Sullivan is Sarah at the Eric Ames is me rate and review us on iTunes. It helps to get more people listening to the show and support the podcast through our host anchor. Uh, The link is in our description. Um, You can do a monthly monetary donation to us. Um, I won't spend it on my monster. I'm quitting. No, you're not. (laughs) Um, All my broccoli with it. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of broccoli. Uh, we have three supporters right now. So th- shout out to Alex May, Kevin Dooley, and Karen Burchette. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I love you, the audience, and I love you, the Sarah. Love you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.